Hello and welcome. I'm your host, Janet Namaste, and I'm here to help you awaken your hidden talents and gifts that you're destined to share with the world. So whether you're brand new to meditation, healing, regression, or well into your spiritual journey, this podcast will bring you the clarity that your heart has been seeking. You will hear beautiful and powerful stories from world-renowned healers and global change makers that will inspire you as you journey through your destined path. Join me as we dive in together. Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of Janet Namaste, the podcast. It is of great honor to spend some time with you, share some space with you that is heart-based. And I truly hope that if this is actually your first time tuning in, that may the words that you hear know that it's absolutely 100% authentic and may it elevate your consciousness, may it open up your heart and may it inspire you to take assertive action in aligning your passion, your purpose and truly sharing your light with those that are around you. So you have a unique gift and the world is a much better place with you being your true self, your authentic self, because then you get to attract the ones that are meant to be in your energetic field closer to you. And talking about attracting people that are closer to you that share the same wavelength, this particular podcast, if you have been working with me or know me, I've, I've been in this energy healing world, energy medicine world for over 20 years professionally. I was hush-hush for a while. I was really not into social media and, and media in general, just doing this um, very humbly and um, with great honor to serve with the gifts that I have. I am a clairvoyant. I am the four clairs, actually, a hypnotherapist and an intuitive coach and a teacher, a mentor. I specialize in regression therapy, progression, and I have a signature program called the Destiny Blueprint Program, where we align into the pre-birth plan and then we tune into the essence of who you are so you can step into the greatest version of yourself while we're here in the here and now. So those of you that have been working with me for a while, you know that I'm completely straightforward, very honest. And um, sometimes I don't have a filter, but there's, um, <laughs> and I don't sugarcoat um, things as, at all, but any, anything that I say or do comes from a place of great respect and reverence and so much love for humanity. And this particular guest that you're about to hear today, and here I am with my pure transparency, this was not recorded last week, last month. <laughs> last year. <laughs> this was recorded in October of 2020. And it is of my duty and of great pleasure and, and so excited to share this with you all that I bring this conversation that Rob Worgen, world-renowned healer, my soul brother, this love, this radiant light who we met many, many years ago and just connected. And it was just like two, two souls um, 
that reunited and we both have similar goals in life and really it is about to walk the path of the authentic warrior, the light worker. He is such a pivotal force in my life and after you hear our conversation, you will, I guarantee your heart will crack open because we speak about in this particular conversation about free will, about destiny and this, and that's, that's my, that's my jam, like all about free will and destiny. I have a gift of helping people align and transmute fate and go into the doors of destiny. And we speak about this in such depth. And I love the wisdom that Rob shares of how when people interrupt your fate and, and destiny, when to ask for help, how to trust that inner voice. We speak about belief systems, about angels, about guides, about listening to your soul's voice. I mean, this is such an amazing, robust conversation that really I just wanted to speak about self-love and relationships, but what really transpired from this, because it's not about um, sometimes we have goals and aspirations, but maybe the universe had a different plan for us. So this conversation will align you with the certainty that you're always protected, that you always have a beautiful force field of angels and guides. You're never alone. And when you are completely authentic to yourself, to listening to your, the sound of your intuition, the voice of your soul, you will truly be guided into the best and highest path, the one that you can go into the doors of your destiny with grace. I absolutely love this man, <laughs> and I know you're going to love him too. And I don't believe in any coincidence when a soul is ready, a teacher will appear. When a soul is ready, the soul family appears. When a soul is ready and aligned, the tribe appears, the right community, the opportunities. So enjoy this episode. And if you're interested, this May, I am hosting something called the Soul Evolution Retreat. It is in the Catskills, New York. We have a few more spots available. It's a highly curated event where we're really going to go into the path of the soul's evolution. If you want to learn more about it and um, connect with me for a call, we have literally, I think, three rooms left, then check it out on JanetNamaste.com slash soul retreat. And also there is information in the show notes. But for now, enjoy this beautiful, deep conversation with Rob Worgen. Until next time, I'll see you on the other side. Namaste. Hi, everyone, and welcome. I'm Janet Namaste. And today we have Rob Worgen here with us. And Rob Worgen is a world-renowned healer. He's an empath. He is the four clairs, the clairvoyant, claircognizant, clairsentient, and clairaudience. He could see, hear, feel, spirit. And Rob is featured as one of the healers in the full-length documentary Heal with Deepak Chopra, Michael Beckwith, Bruce Lipton, and so many others. And in 2003, he found himself in what we would call a wake-up call, where he was 
he woke up and found his search for purpose and his meaning to his life. And to his amazement, during that moment in 2003, he received this beautiful transmission of energy where he physically heard the answer that contributed to his dramatic life transformation that he now pays forward and teaches others through his divine work. So since that time, he's been contributing to uplifting humanity, and he believes that the less than loving physical, mental, and emotional experiences that we all go through, that creates blockages in our bodies, in our minds, our body, our spirit, our subtle bodies, and these are things that could be passed down in our future generations, or perhaps some things that we unknowingly even absorbed from our family, ancestral lineages, and through his expertise and his gift that he was given, you know, he is able to discern and through his transmissions to help you find the light within and igniting the gift that you all have inside. And Rob says that these blocks are actually the best gifts and they're gifts created by our soul and by the divine. They're powerful and they're packaged in ways that we can never, ever ignore. So without further ado, I want to introduce my friend and um, my mentor, Rob Worgen. Thank you, Rob, for being hey, here. Good to see you again. I love it. I love it. I love it. So how are you doing today? Oh, I'm doing, you know, I'm in Hawaii. I'm literally less than 50 yards from sand and water. I My can God. hear the water. I can feel the water. I can be in the water. You know, what, what I was saying yesterday was, I've worked my butt off for 17 years doing this work without a break. And, you know, um, I just decided that it was time for Rob to have a break and Rob to do something that Rob wanted to do, not what everybody else or what Rob thought everybody else wanted him to do. And then the COVID thing, you know, to me is a great gift because it's allowing people to have some time to kind of look at what's going on with them. And for me, I realized that I hadn't been nourishing myself. You know, I, I was nourishing myself with broccoli and clean food, but I wasn't nourishing my soul with what my soul is asking for. And I've always loved Hawaii. I've always loved the water, the beach, the, you know, the, the breeze, everything. And so I just said, heck with it. You know, and, and it's a perfect time. It's not good for Hawaii, but it's good for me because of the, exactly. of the, you know, quarantine they have here. They made it really difficult because you have to be in quarantine for the first 14 days you're here. You can't go anywhere. And oh, so I thought, wow. well, it's going to be safe and there's not going to be many people, which unfortunately is not good for the tourism, but it, it means that I got to come to Hawaii at a time when it was more like Hawaii used to be before they had millions and millions and millions of Americans flooding the place. So, you know, right. all those things kind of played together. I'm like, here I am. And I'm be here a while. I don't even know how long. Not until I'm ready to, to move on. <laughs> but it's great because you get to reset and recharge. And for the first time in 17 years, it's like you're finally actually um, walking the walk. 
you know, the advice and everything and all the transmissions that you share with, you know, globally of how people need to listen to what the voice of their soul is saying, that you ha- you get these messages, but you're ignoring it. And when you're continuously serving and serving and serving and serving and not receiving, there's definitely an imbalance. So I commend you on, on leading us and teaching us that way as well. Well, it was interesting because, you know, one of the struggles I had was, what will people think? You know, I mean, what will people think if I just go to Hawaii for a while? And, you know, um, what will they think? You know, is, is he moving? You know, that people have all these stories or, wow, he must be making so much money. He can just go live in Hawaii. I mean, you know, <laughs> all the crazy stuff people think, none of which is really true and none of which really matters because it, you know, it, it doesn't matter what anybody else thinks. It matter, only matters what my soul believes. And, you know, so, hey, I'm just as human as everybody else. I have my same exactly. that everybody else has. I have the same blockages and fears and worries and all that. No different. And, and so that voice inside of me kept saying, you know, you can't take a month off or two months off. or And I'm not really taking it off. I'm working out here. But, you know, I had all that yakety yak in my head. It's like, oh, what are people going to say? You go to Hawaii. And I'm like, I don't care anymore. You know, so. And what people are actually saying was, you've never looked better. The energy is yep. powerful. <laughs> all those things. I'm like, okay, good. So anyway. Yes. When, when I, you know, like I told you during the Omega Healing uh, Weekend, I'm like, oh, my goodness. It's Hawaii is definitely like a great gift for you. This is something yeah. that, you know, you needed to recharge. But really, it's the, fa- it's the fountain of youth, apparently, you know. <laughs> you go, go back, you recharge, and it's like truly um, – you get to rest, but what is, you, you were telling me the other day that you wake up very early in the morning, right? And um, what, is, what is that routine in the morning? Well, it's, it's interesting, you know, I, I didn't know how I was going to do in Hawaii because I'm six hours earlier than the East Coast. So it's only like 8.25 in the morning out here. But um, what, the thing that's interesting to me is it, it gets dark here by seven o'clock at night. Mm-hmm. It's so dark you can't see across the yard at seven o'clock. And so for me, my body thinks, you know, I mean, it's it's easy to go to bed at eight o'clock. I mean, I've been going to bed at like eight, eight thirty at night, which I never went. I mean, I'm not like a night owl. So I usually stay up until one o'clock in the morning. Well, I am staying up until one or two o'clock in the morning, Eastern time when I go to bed at eight o'clock at night here. Right. And then I'm up at one 30 or two o'clock and to me, it's amazing because then I go outside, you know, and I've spent more time laying on the grass on my back because there's no snakes or anything nasty here. You know, there's lots of lizards. They eat all the bugs. So it's, I can go lay in the grass in the middle of the night and just stare at the sky for hours and watch the planets move and all everything happening. And it's just, you know, then I can watch the sun come up and, I like it because and we haven't changed any of my work. So everything's scheduled on East Coast time. So like yesterday morning, my first Zoom healing was at 5 a.m. Uh, in Hawaii. But I, I was up. I mean, it didn't, it didn't matter. Mm-hmm. You know, and th- but then like we did the, the big global call last night mm-hmm. and, you know, at 7 o'clock Eastern by 8.15 Eastern or what, 2.15 uh, 
I'm done. So I get the rest of the day, you know, and I get an early, it's just, it's kind of perfect actually. So um, I had no idea it was going to work out so well. It's interesting because it's like you go back in time. It's like you get to buy time. It's, you know, with, um, it's, and, and that's the way healing actually, like with Krinos and Kairos time, where you go back to be, before a disease happens or before a certain trauma happens. And that's where I guess the energy gets transmitted in terms of right. healing and being able to process. So what you essentially did, you went from East Coast all the way to, it isn't Pacific. What is, what is the time Hawaiian. zone? It's just Hawaiian. 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 Yeah. So in that, in that sense, it's like literally just, but it heals, it heals the soul. I guess that's why I've never been to Hawaii, but um, I know that it's just the most, from what people say, it's absolutely. Well, the other thing is that there's a, there's a peaceful, compassionate, loving energy here, you know, that you mm -hmm. don't find anywhere else. I mean, if you're sitting at a stop sign and there's a lot of traffic, people will stop for you and wave you on to the busy highway or, you know, uh, people are just polite. You know, if, if you're coming down a road and somebody's trying to turn in front of you and they're backing up traffic behind them, the person will stop and let that person turn so the traffic can move. I mean, it, it's a really interesting kind of loving, caring, compassionate mm -hmm. energy instead of, I never hear people blowing their horns or yelling or doing anything. It's just like, chill man just it's okay you know mm -hmm. i like that i like that a i lot. love it i love it and you know what i wanted uh, to discuss today because the majority of people that i've been working with and my clients for many many years um the number one question that they all have is about soul's purpose what is my purpose am i on the right path how do i know this is destiny or is this free will and when some you know um that all when they say all of a sudden i got this diagnosis or all of a sudden this happened and i always tell them there's no such thing as all of a sudden so how would you define like the um the difference between destiny and fate or and free will where does that where does those three different energies play when it comes down to soul purpose and when it comes down to the wake-up call of disease so i get asked the same questions all the time too mm. and people often don't like my answer <laughs> <laughs> Okay, uh, you know, because we're so conditioned to believe yeah. something different than what I'm going to say. So here's a couple of things that I know to be true. And how do I know things to be true? Um, I trust that when I ask the divine beings that I work with a question and I demand the truth, that I will receive the truth, right? So as I was saying earlier, I'm, I'm Mr. Curiosity, you know, um, I probably ask a hundred questions a day or more to my friends. And when I first started doing this work, it was constant. Every, every second, it was another question. What's this? What's this? What's this? What does that mean? What does that mean? What does that mean? And so the answer to the first question was, what is my soul's purpose? Your soul's purpose is to be in joy. Period. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's it. That's Your it. soul's purpose is to be in joy, because when you're in joy, you're in total abundance. And what else could you want? Right? 
So that's the first answer. The second answer is, you know, people, people are always, you know, what's my future? Where, what am I supposed to do with my life? You know, blah, 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 blah. You know, what's going to happen on uh, November 22nd? Or what's 2021 going to look like for me? Or all those questions. And, <clears throat> and I always like to use this example for the answer is that my, my, my beings told me that the only thing that matters is the, <clears throat> the present moment. And when you keep asking <clears throat> questions about the future, <clears throat> you're not in the present. You're in this future that hasn't, mm-hmm. doesn't exist yet, right? And so it, that doesn't matter. <clears throat> and the past doesn't matter because that's over. So the only thing that matters is right now. And so they have said to me, and I, this is my practice that I talk about, is in the morning uh, I do a morning prayer. And, you know, prayer can be have a lot of judgment or whatever, but to me that's an easier. I, my morning prayer is I thank God for all the, the beauty and blessings of my life, all my gifts, my family, my friends, the planet, all those things. And I go through and I bring some energy into my body and I direct and they direct it to the place in my body that needs it. And then when my body's filled, I send all that energy out to my friends in the planet. Right. And, and, and at the end of that, when I feel like I've cleared and received and shared, then I ask this simple question, what's the one thing I need to know or do today? Mm. One thing today, you know, and they might say, relax or trust or patience or walk down to the beach and turn left or, you know, whatever it is. And then I do that. And I, you know, and of course, since I'm curious, I said, wait a minute, you know, really? That's it. I asked for the one thing you're going to tell me one thing. And I do that. And they, and they said, yes, because when you, when you are in the moment, what's the one thing I need to do right now or today or whatever words you want to use? By doing that, you're always on your sacred path. And if you, it's like taking steps, step, 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 step. You don't need to know what's going to happen in 2021. And here's the story I tell them. And I, I like to use my own personal experiences because it, it helps people understand. But let's say... I called you on uh, February 21st, 2003. And I said, Janet, I'm feeling really shitty today. Can you check in with your guides and tell me where I'm going in my life? This is February 21st. Now, remember, February 22nd is the day I tried to kill myself. Okay. So I called a famous trusted psychic on February 21st and said, tell me what's up, girlfriend. And you said, ah, tomorrow you're going to try to kill yourself and God's going to come to you and God's going to tell you you're a healer and, and your whole life will change. And, and in a matter of weeks, you're going to move to Sedona. Then you're going to move to Colorado. Then you're going to move here and you're going to move there and you're going to be this, you're going to be that. So what would have happened with me? First, I probably would have said, give me my money back. You're completely wrong because <laughs> mm-hmm. that makes no sense which would have completely derailed my opportunity to be where I am today, right? Or I could have said, 
well, maybe I'll just skip the committing suicide part and just go down to the beach and meet God there. Or maybe I would have said, well, maybe I'll just, I don't want to take this long. I'm going to make it my own path, not the path that you correctly identified. And in doing so, I completely F it up. I would try to change this timing. I would try to change the sequence of events. I didn't want to live in Sedona. I hated the desert. I would have not moved to Sedona. And the, everything else would have fallen apart because I would have tried to take control of my destiny or my path that you were correctly seeing, but I was going to try to make it my path, not the path that you, you know, does this make sense? It so does. In other words, what would have happened is I wouldn't be sitting here talking to you today. No way. Because I would have tried to change all those things to make it work in the way I thought it was going to work rather than the way it actually worked was every day, every day, every day, something happened that brought me to a different place, that brought me to a different place, that brought me to a different place, like that. So when people ask me, what do you see in my future? I say, your future is now. Mm -hmm. You know, be in the moment in the, this time, be in your heart in this moment, be in trust and belief in this moment, ask the question, what's the one thing I need to do or say today or whatever word you want to use, and then do that. And be grateful that you asked and they gave you an answer and you did that. And then do it again tomorrow and then do it again the next day and do it again the next day. And, you know, so I've been following that for 17 years. And, you know, like one day I lived in Steamboat Springs and I said, what's the one thing I need to do today? And they said, put an ad in the Aspen Times paper. I'm like, what? Why the hell would I put an ad in the Aspen paper? I live in Steamboat Springs. Right. And they're like, put an ad in the Aspen paper. So I did. And, you know, the only people that called me were the other papers and the other magazines trying to sell me advertising. And it was $1,700 a month. And I didn't have that much money. And I kept saying, excuse me, what the, and they kept saying, patience, be patient. Right. So I let the ad run. And, and that turned into being interviewed on a TV show that somebody saw the ad while they were in Aspen. See, and I, I could have easily not done it or stopped doing it because I didn't want to do it. But I trust because every day they said, trust, patience, trust, patience. And I'm like, okay, I get it. So that's the answer to your kind of second question. Now, the bigger question is the fate <laughs> destiny question, right? Yes. Um, yes. So, and it's, it's interesting, Janet, because, you know, we're doing a, a call teaching tonight. I don't know when this will get out, but, you know, today is whatever. It's October 14th. So tonight is one of the nights where I, I give my body to the beings I work with and they talk through me for a teaching. And, and the process, people believe, I think, you know, because people say, oh, you probably just hang out at the beach until five minutes to seven, you walk in your house and dial into the thing and channel. And I'm like, no, it takes days because we literally have discussions, me and my friends, about what's going on on the planet, what people are thinking about. They, mm -hmm. they, they are constantly observing all the people at Omega, all the people on the Zoom last night, all the people that are going to be on the call because they know who's going to be on the call before even you do. If, you know. And so there's all this discussion about what's going on. And, and so tonight uh, is going to be a really interesting teaching because 
it's going to, in some ways, address your question. Um, um, and and it's it's about denial. Mm. And so, you know, we've never gone into that word before in teachings, but it's about how denial is present. And when you're in denial, meaning if, if, if you're not healthy and you are in denial of the possibility of being in health, like because a psychic told you it was supposed to be sick, right. you're going to project that energy into your body and create it to be true. And it can be denial about never having love, never having money, never having health, never having kids, whatever it is. But there's that denial energy that's very powerful. It has to do with faith and it has to do with deserving. And so we're going to talk about denial and how that affects everything in your life. And you may not even know it. You may not be aware of the subconscious feeling of denial but it's there, it's in everybody, and it can be conscious as well. So, for example, if, so your question was fate and, you know, destiny, I think, two hours ago when you asked that question. <laughs> and free will, but, free you know, will. but I, yeah. So the important, the important part of all that to me is free will. We have it. Yeah. It's real. We are in absolute control of every second of our life. And, and, you know, and I've seen it play out thousands of times in my work where somebody comes to me that is on their deathbed. Doctors told them they had three days to live. You know, a psychic told them you contracted this disease because you decided you wanted to try it. Everybody's feeding you that, that belief that this is it. You're going to hospice, you're going to die, that's it. And I say, why are you listening to everybody else's opinion? Why are you believing everybody else's opinion when there's only one opinion that counts, and that's yours? You're in charge of your body. Your body will do exactly what you tell it to do. Why are you telling it to do what somebody else told you to do? Why don't you make your own choice? And if you want to leave, if you want to believe what everybody else is telling you, that's fine. Um, but if you don't, that's fine too. So. Destiny is a probability, not a certainty. Oh, interesting. It's so, so if you, <clears throat> the way I like to look at this is if, you know, here it's palm trees, you it's like hardwood trees. But if you look at a tree, there's a, there's a pathword up. And as the tree goes up, it spreads out into lots of different possibilities. Think of Every branch and every leaf on a tree, big tree, whether it's a palm tree or a big oak tree, those are all your possibilities. And so you go to a psychic and you're in the energy of having a cancer diagnosis or whatever, and that psychic hones in on that branch of that tree that mm -hmm. shows you going up that branch, turning into a leaf, and then the leaf dies and falls off the tree. And so that's a possibility or maybe even a probability because if you already have it but at any moment in time you can be a monkey and jump to another branch right right any but moment it, in time. exactly so free will is the important part free will overrides everything else hello beautiful angel so 
I just wanted for you to take a moment to pause and just take a deep breath in and exhale and just tune into the awareness, the space that's right in between the inhale and exhale and allow your beautiful soul to listen to the voice that's inside your heart for it always, always knows the truth. It always knows the way back home to you. It's the GPS of your eternal, your vibrant light. So, beautiful soul, let me ask you a question. Like, have you ever felt disconnected to what was in your 3D world, what appears to be your 3D world, and what you know is your potential? And if you have, like, did you ever have this aha moment, this spiritual awakening, and then ask, oh my God, what do I do with it now? So if you have been seeking a deeper meaning to your life's purpose or soul guidance or want to know the signs and what they mean and how to navigate through from this moment on, then I have the perfect place for you. And this is called the Soul Star Community. This is something where... I, this has been my, my dream of mine for so long because truly in the past few years as the entire globe shifted, like don't you feel that now like we're in this accelerated version of earth school and we need to constantly adjust and process all of our experience in like this rapid pace, like all these life lessons into like a total brand new rebirth, which is happening every single moment it's not just every year on our birthday it seems like it's every day you're not the same person you were yesterday so this brand new rebirth is actually happening worldwide you know this has been quite the journey and we're evolving we're truly evolving into the real us and throughout my own life's journey i've experienced numerous rebirths and incredible miracles that were accompanied by the divine, of course, like quantum healings of my own, my own family members, and the tens of thousands of clients that I have had the honor of facilitating healings. So through the past few years, I have awakened more and more, like even more than I thought I could even imagine to the core of who I truly am. And I know from this moment on, as I took a vow that for the new continuous spiritually evolving me that whatever role or energy that I surround myself with it will only be one that is congruent to what my heart feels right it's all about purposeful living and about surrounding myself with the right vibe with the right beautiful community and I just wanted to take a minute to invite you to this perfect nurturing space that I have created it's called the soul star membership so this is a private VIP exclusive community for you angels that listen to the podcast, you know, that have followed me on the gram and that have been with me for quite some time. So even if this is your first time tuning in and your heart's resonating with what the pod is about, what my vibration is all about, what this whole entire message is, then check it out. Because every single month, the way that it's going to be structured is I'm going to be channeling in the energy transmission, the energy forecast of the month, 
And if you tune in live, you get an energy healing as well. So even if you don't show up live, don't even worry about it. It's going to be, everything is recorded on your portal. You have tons of meditations. We have incredible speakers and master classes, beautiful transmissions and channelings of the month. Like you're going to receive the most beautiful, beautiful PDF books every single month that you can grow and evolve with. It's basically like having your own measurable spiritual action plan. Like there's a coach, a spiritual angel that is right by your side as you are in this like beautiful membership. It's an incredible community that is global. And I've been in this realm of work over 20 years professionally, which is wild to me. (laughs) It's absolutely wild. And throughout the two decades of my professional experience as um, an energetic healer and um, the four clairs, I honestly have met the most incredible human galactic souls, truly. And they're all part of the community. So I invite you to join in and to be a part of this beautiful community. There are people from all over the world. So just check it out. It's, you can find me at Janet Namaste slash Soulstar. And for you loyal listeners of the pod, just type in the code JNPOD for an additional 10% off the membership. Your heart, your soul, and the beautiful people that you're going to be surrounded with will 100% be grateful for the choice that you made. So I am looking forward to meeting you, beautiful being. Free will overrides everything else. And because God, source, the divine, whatever that is, loves you unconditionally. Remember that word. It's unconditional love loving without condition. If you choose to jump to a different branch, you're loved unconditionally. If you choose to die on the branch and fall, you're loved unconditionally. So either either path you choose is not right or wrong, it's your decision and your path. What I do know though is if, if you, and we'll use cancer, I don't, I don't even like to say that word, but let's just use that. Um, if you are if you are from a family where every one of your sisters had breast cancer or every your mom your grandmother your aunt every female in your line had breast cancer you have the energetic probability of developing breast cancer and if you believe that you will mm-hmm. right and if you don't stop the energy of it you'll pass it on to your kids and continue that energy going. So the beautiful thing of free will is that if you decide that you, you are going to end that cycle, you have the ability to do that. So two things happen. Number one, you end the cycle because if you don't end the cycle, when you're reincarnated, you're going to have to deal with it again. Why do you want to do that? Or, If you don't end the cycle, you're going to pass it down to your kids and their kids and their kids. So three, four generations from now, they're going to say every female in my lineage has breast cancer and they all died of it because you, you complete, you, you know, kept the cycle alive and you have free will to do that. 
But you also have free will to not do that. Because it's your body, you're in freaking control. So, so to me, destiny is something that maybe you agreed to uh, or, you know, some, there was some kind of a contract that you were going to have follow this path and that was your destiny or that was your fate. However, you know, if you've ever done soul retrieval work, <clears throat> which I'm sure you have, mm-hmm. um, part of the soul retrieval is going into that place where you look at your contracts and the yeah. ones you don't like, you rip up and throw them in a the fire. Right. So what's the difference? Right, you're exactly. you look at your contract to have a really shitty life, and you say, "I'm I'm done with that. I'm complete with that. I, I, it was a great teacher for me. I learned so much from having a really shitty life. Now I'm ready to have a really amazing life. Goodbye, shitty life." I mean, literally, Janet, that's what happened to me. You know, I had a really, I had a, what from the outside looked like a really amazing life because I made millions of dollars. But on the inside, it was a really shitty life. Uh, I was sick. I had drug it. I mean, I took a lot of pain pills. I drank a lot of vodka. I did a lot of things to try to hide my pain. Right. From the outside, I, I had a Porsche and a big house and all this money. And everybody thought, wow, look at that guy. He's got it all. Well, which of, that was true. I had it all. All the good, bad, and ugly, right? And so, so my my experience that created me to want to kill myself um, created an opportunity to clear myself mm. and, to, and to have a rebirth. You know, in the shaman world, they call it a shaman's death because you're letting, you're letting the past die and you're creating a new future. So, so to me, when you are met with a diagnosis or a divorce, or a bankruptcy, or a tax lien, or COVID, or whatever it is, those things are, are you know, I say, you know, we drive down the road and we see all these messages from God that we ignore, and we keep ignoring them until God right. finds I'm going to get your attention. Diagnosis, bankruptcy, divorce, mm-hmm. whatever. Okay, now I got your attention. What are you going to do with it? Are you going to continue on? Or are you going to do something different? Because in that moment, it's not destiny or fate, it's choice. Correct. And so you get to choose, you're in that moment of despair, like I was. I didn't have to choose. I was given the choice. Rob, if you wish to do this work, you must say yes. If you say no, that's fine. It's your choice. We are not going to tell you what to do. You must make the choice. Yes or no? I could have said no and been dead. And I didn't do it because I didn't want to die because I really wanted to die. I did it because I could feel the possibility, the opportunity of what was on the other side of yes. That's exactly. And you know, it's, I love that. It's, I love these, like, it's interesting, these D words that you used about um, decisions, about deserving, 
But if you know, if we could turn the word decisions into choice, because some people think decision, it seems so final. And if I make this decision, then there's no turning back. So I love how you, you said you always have a choice, despair. And the purest energy is joy, because when we are born, we have this, you know, as a baby, we have this pure, pure joy that's, you know, we're part of God, this beautiful divine, and it's all joy. But it's those exterior moments that allow us, it's like almost like the happiness barometer, and we forget that we are joy. So um, in my Destiny Blueprint session, I actually go into the pre-birth plan and it's, I'm able to discern the, des- the destined blueprint, but however, because of free will and because of choice, the C word, instead of decision, we actually then go into and we create, like you said about the branches, different situations that add on to our wisdom that add on. So I like how you said there's no good or bad. It's all neutral and it adds on to, to the evolution of our soul. However, the other thing about deserving, you know, if we say, oh, you deserve to be happy, you deserve, it's actually insinuating on the other side that it doesn't exist. Right. Right? Like I just, you know, like, it, but, it, but it's there. Joy is like our ultimate destiny and it's just getting well, back we, to it's, that. it's our divine it's divinely embedded in us yeah it's already there we've just covered it up you know i, I wanted to make another yeah. point about um fate and destiny yeah uh, <clears throat> one of my favorite teachers and he's world renowned is brian weiss mine too okay so if you've read um gosh i can he well i did the past life regression training with him like 12 years ago. And one of the thing, and he's written a book about this, and I can't remember what it's one of his later books, but he, he talks about regression and progression. I, and this is crazy. I have it right here. You have it? Have you read it? I have it right here. Okay. Um, of course you do. Brian Weiss was my first teacher 20 years ago. I, uh, 20 years ago. So I have these two books. I was literally like reading these two books. Yeah, there's but another does- one. There's another one. That, um, I'll have to, we'll have to Google it. But when yeah. I was doing the teaching, when I was doing the training with him, he talked about this experience he had and he had written a book about it. But he was doing a regression with somebody. And instead of going backwards, she went forward. Wow. And so we practice that in the training going forward. And mm-hmm. so he, he's written this book about all that, like Many Lives, Many Masters, all those books. Right. But this is a book about going forward instead of going backwards. And he talks about, and I'm not going to get this accurately, but for example, there was a woman that he was working with that was going through a, a serious divorce and a serious business breakup and all these like horrendous things happening at once. So she went to him to see if there was a past life energy that was creating this. And instead of going backwards, she went forward. And she was able to see two or three or four different possibilities based on the choice she was going to make now. So if she chose A, she went that way. Door number two, that way. Door number three, that way. And then the outcome of what each choice made, right? So... I thought that was astounding because it 
again said, it's about free will. It's not about your destiny. It's about your choice and what you believe in and what you decide to do. And so that book is all about going forward, but it illustrates that. So to me, that's a really, you know, as scientific as you can get from a a physician, psychiatrist, scholar who's studied this, um, saying that, yeah, it depends on your choice today, what happens in your next lifetime. It's like the price is right. <laughs> you want door number one. Door wisely. Number one. Yeah, exactly. Do you want the car? Do you want the, you know, a trip to Hawaii? Yeah. yeah. It's, I mean, I think it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting because according to where we're from, right, um, source, there is no past, present, or future. So while probably, probably when he put her under and when she was in that hypnotic state, she was able to really travel through through time, you know, through time. It's that, no, yeah. It's that's so so there there goes like how do you know when it's the voice of destiny and when it's the voice of 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 fate? Like how do you know which it which voice it is? Is it the ego telling you to do something or you know, what are the signs when you are in your de- destined this path? Is the, this is the other thing that I talk about all the time. And, you know, we, I talked about this at, at Omega too, but, you mm-hmm. know, it's like, and again, Janet, you know me, I like to be fun. I like to make this almost cartoon-like and, you know, because if it's too serious, it's too hard to get, right? So just have fun. And I get a lot of criticism because I'm not religious enough or pious enough. I mean, look at my T-shirt for heaven's sakes, but... Um, <laughs> As I get rid I of her. Um, one of the greatest lessons I was ever given, and this is one of my favorite stories, is people are asking about lessons, right? And when do I learn my lesson? You know, I know I, you know, Psyche told me I'm on this planet to learn the lesson of cancer or learn the lesson of relationship or learn the lesson of poverty or whatever it is. And, and you know, how do I know? It's kind of like your question. How do I know? Is it destiny? Is it fate? What is it? And so what I was told by the beings, and this is a long time ago, was that imagine that you're sitting around a beautiful pool in heaven. You know, it's like, or you're sitting around the beach in Hawaii, like the perfect place where everything is perfect. You're not sick you know, you're not, you're just, everything is perfect. Perfect health, perfect abundance, perfect weather, perfect water, perfect friends, perfect cocktails, everything's perfect. And then uh, the angel comes along and hands you a menu and says, okay, Rob, it's time for you to have another lifetime. Uh, these are the things on your menu that you haven't experienced yet. Because, you know, we come back to have every possible human experience, right? Whether it's male or female or rich or poor or powerful or weak or gay or straight. It doesn't matter. We, we right. get to be everything. And so here you are, Rob. Here's your menu items of things you haven't chosen yet. Pick 10. Pick one, whatever it is. Pick 10. And just pick 10. You're going to end up picking them all anyway at some point, so pick 10. And so I picked 10. And so the purpose in picking 10 was to have the experience of that menu item. Okay. Have a taste. Got it. Right. So one of the menu items was cancer. 
So doctor says, Rob, I'm really sorry to tell you, but you have stomach cancer. I just took a taste of what it was like, what it felt like to have stomach cancer. All I had to do was take the taste to have the experience. Got it. I didn't have to eat the whole plate. I just had to have the emotional experience of that taste. So a lesson is have the experience so you can move on, so you have less on. So the guides told me that we're the crazy people that have made two words out of one. Mm. Or two, two, we, we took two words and made it one. The, the, the purpose of every experience in life is to have the experience and move on to the next experience. So we have less on the menu. I love that. Okay. Or we can be greedy and glutinous or whatever and eat the whole thing. Right. And then die. And, and so you didn't really complete the experience Dying was not completion. Having the experience and letting it go is completion. You don't let it go by dying. You let it go by letting it go in the moment. So, you know, because they're, my guides are funny, they said, so your choice is, do you want to have the experience and have less on, or do you want to hold on to the experience and become a more on? <laughs> by, wow. By, isn't that awesome? I love it. So, love so it. If, if, yeah. if you eat the whole plate, you have more on. If you yeah. just take a taste and go, okay, I'm done, they have less on. And you move on to the next menu item. So, so think about having a menu with 10 items on it. And the first item on the menu is cancer. And right. that's your whole life. You, you can continue eating the plate of cancer until you have so much on that it kills you. And then you get to come back and guess what is on your menu again for next lifetime. Same, Same liver thing. and onions, right? Very interesting. So that's, that's how I look at these things. It's, yeah. it's like, you know, because I've worked with people. I worked with a guy in New York that was, you know, I saw him on Sunday and Monday he was going to hospice to be dead by Thursday. You know, I said, do you really want to die? And he said, no. I said, then don't. He's like, what? I'm like, decide right now you're not going to die. It's a week before Christmas. Think about being at home with your kids at Christmas instead. You think about that. Decide that's what you're going to do. Let me take care of the other thing. Let go of the other because you're done with that. Create a new, create a new future right now. I'm going to be home Christmas. And he was. He didn't even go to hospice. He never even went to the hospital. But I, did you ever hear the story? I think, no, I didn't. I didn't hear that story. Well, I'll tell it really quickly. But here's a guy, here's a man who's a, a um, personal injury lawyer. <laughs> and if, if I would have known that when he came in there, I would have been really scared. Very you know. careful. <laughs> Very careful. His wife had to carry him in. They literally took three of us to put him up on the table because he couldn't get, he couldn't walk. He was so cancer all through his body, days to live. <clears throat> and I said, make your choice right now, but you got to mean it. And I, you know, said, 
It's, you, it's up to you. It's not up to doctors. It's not up to anybody else. It's up to you. Decide right now. And within 20 minutes, he got up off the table by himself, which he couldn't do. And I, I looked at him. I said, what are you doing? And he goes, I'm going to the bathroom. And I went, oh, I'm going he's to the bathroom. By himself. So, so then he goes, and as I, so I say to this guy, you know, so at the end, he gets up off the table by himself, and he looks as vibrant as you do. And I said, look, buddy, go home and rest. And so, so of course he doesn't because he's a guy. He crawls up in the attic to get some Christmas decorations, which he, because he couldn't do anything, right? He couldn't even walk. Now he's like crawling up in the attic and doing all this stuff. Yes. He falls down the stairs, rolls down the stairs, freaks out his wife. <clears throat> She's like, oh my God, you know? And so they call 911, they rush him to the hospital. They do a full, full body scan MRI to see how many bones he'd broken. And not only had he not broken any bones, but he had no, can't, no tumors in his body anymore. Oh my God. Hours later, okay? So, you know, was his destiny and fate to die? Probably. Uh, was he almost there? Absolutely. But did he decide something differently? Yes. And he, he, he got in the emotion of, I want to spend the next 30 Christmases with my family. I'm going to. And he bought it. And so, I mean, I could give you a thousand stories like that of people that, you know, have been told they were going to die by. And I'm not knocking doctors. They're, they're trained to give you the, no, worst, of course not. the worst possible option because that, that's what they have to do. Certainly. But that doesn't mean you have to choose it. It's your life, not theirs. So. Exactly. Exactly. Amazing story. But what goes, you know, um, what do you think the fate or the destiny of his wife is as the caretaker? So I like these soul contracts that are pre-made before you come onto this planet Earth. And was it, you know, as the caretaker, there's the mindset has to be very, you know, clear as well. Because if the mindset is one of melancholy, one of like despair and despondency and the person, their, their life partner at that moment is going through this, wouldn't that energy drag it down? So well, what sure. is like, yeah. But, but see, here's the thing that happens is that the human being will always, not always, but almost always search for hope, something to give them hope. Mm. And so in his case, all the hope had been taken away by, by following the Western medical model. And his wife still had hope for him. So his wife as the caretaker had the hope and the courage and the faith to try one last thing, which was me. So she fulfilled her destiny, her fate, her purpose right. by you know, bringing him to a place of peace and healing. So she did the ultimate caretaking. He did the ultimate healing and they both released that menu item from their menu. Right, but it was his free will, his choice, whether or not he was going to go or not. Yeah, it was his choice yeah. and, and her choice. And it could have gone, it could have, they could have been on the same branch they were on when they came in. She still would have fulfilled her job as caretaker. He would have fulfilled what he thought was his yeah. fate, but he just created more of the same for him and probably her. 
Unbelievable. So why do you think people ignore the signs sometimes that are, that are always there? You know, why do you think like of, of these metaphorical signs or as you call it, these angel billboard signs or, you know, they're constantly connecting with us. They're our angels, our guides. Why do you think like, you know, they are ignoring it's this, the voice of the soul or of them. Why do you think they're just going on autopilot? Until um, I think that we've been trained as a society that that's just baloney. Um, the church is trained us to give all our power to them. Um, you know, our parents, like, and look at my parents, you know, my parents did an exorcism on me because I was listening to the voice. And so there's all that fear about, you know, this is not right. It's not real. It's not sacred. It's just witchcraft or devil work or whatever it is. Right. And so, yeah, I mean, we've been trained to seek and we were all, you know, that's one of the things they're going to talk about tonight. Again, we, we are continually in a life where we're afraid of dying. I mean, one of the first things we think of is, I wonder how long I'm going to live. How am I going to die? Am I going to die of disease? Am I going to die of a car accident? So all the time we have this fear of dying. And to even make that more present, we're always seeking ways to prevent us from dying. You know, what do we go to the doctor for? What do we go to the chiropractor for? What do we go to a healer for? What do we go to a psychic for? Why do we take drugs? Why do we take supplements? Because not because we're trying to make ourselves healthier because we're afraid that we're going to get sick and die. I mean, that's the underlying fact, right? And right. so, so, so to, and we've, I mean, I run into so many people that they just will not let go of their strong belief that Western, and I'm not picking on anything, that Western medicine is always right. And so they're not going to try anything else because they have total faith in their doctor which is fine, but, you know, you, they just won't look at the billboard. Like, stop smoking or stop eating ice cream or whatever it is. You know, it's like, whatever. And people are so used to t being able to take a pill for anything. Oh, that's I'm, I'm fat, I'll take a pill. I have anxiety, I'll take a pill. I'm depressed, I'll take a pill. I have an addiction, I'll take a pill. I have cancer, I'll take a treatment. I mean, it's like, I can do whatever I want because then I just go to my doctor and he gives me a pill. I mean... So yeah, we've numbed ourselves to the possibility of possibility and gotten ourselves in this rut about hey, there's always an easy fix. I can Google it, I can go to the doctor, I can go to a healer, I can go to a shaman, I can go to a psychic, no big deal. It's the cycle of how can I void? How can I just feel null and void? Let me just go, you know, and yeah, it's, it's, it's that in itself is an addiction. You're not even living, you're existing. You know, it's just existence. You're not even, it's, 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 um, and then days go by, then months go by, years go by. And then you, then they go into a freak out mode and say, how do I get all that time back? But that actually, that freak out mode is the best gift when you're able, I, right? Or I was like, Hey, yeah. I mean, I, you know, I go to the doctor once or twice a year, get my blood drawn just because I'm, I'm not worried about being sick. I just want to make sure everything's okay. You know, I'm, I'm of the age where you got to watch your prostate. You got to watch your cholesterol. You got to watch these things. And so I just do. I'm not afraid. I actually do it because here's why I really do it. You know why we really do it? Because I go to a doctor and the nurse says, let's take your blood pressure. And my blood pressure 
was 121 over 80, which is damn near perfect, okay? I'm not in the perfect blood pressure age. I have my blood test, my blood's perfect. I don't have any cholesterol. And the first question they ask me is, so what are you taking for your what blood you pressure? Taking? What are you taking for <laughs> cholesterol? What are, what are all the drugs that you're taking that are making your body give you false readings? I'm like, I don't take anything. Zero, like, yep. You're 72 years old. I'm like, I don't take anything. I take a good whole food organic multivitamin. I take vitamin C, I take zinc, you know, and I take a few like vitamin E and I take fish oil and I eat really healthy. Okay, why do I do that? Not because I'm worried about being well, I'm just appreciative of my body. So I want to take care of it. And so so I go to the doctor just as kind of a humorous thing because I love to watch the expression on their face when they're like, Come on, what do you really take? Do you drink alcohol? No. Do you smoke pot? No. What do you take? I'm like, vitamins. Vitamins. And really, it's like almost going there as a, as a barometer, just, just um, you know, you go there, it's, it's responsibility. It's actually honoring the vessel of our soul, yeah, right? I just want to make sure I'm yeah. doing the right thing for my body. Exactly. Uh, and so I'm not going to take anything. I, I might take less or more vitamin C if my blood comes back too high in vitamin C or something. But that's about as ex exotic as I'll get. So anyway, but I'm unusual because, you know, I go into a doctor's office, I see people my age and they're like carrying boxes of prescriptions and they look horrible. And I'm yeah. like, seriously? So again, that's my choice, right? My choice is that my body is healthy and I'm grateful and you know all of those things and seems to work but it works for me because i believe it because i get it you know i want i would in the teachings that we do and the work that i do my hope is that people start to see that working with me didn't involve drugs or hallucinations or you know mind-altering chemicals or whatever it just involved faith Right, exactly. Because, you know, um, when people go into the energies of fear, it just stunts them. They become absolutely paralyzed. And then all of a sudden, it's this other, like social hyp hypnosis starts happening from social media, from the news, because you're in this paralyzed state of, of fear, of mind control. But um, so amazing. So what last advice would you give to our viewers today? Um, if they feel that they were in, in the doors of fate for too long and they, there's this energy of um, wanting that desire to be on the right path, is what advice would you give them to kind of like let go of the rope? How would they go into the doors of forgiveness? And Because there's, there's a lot of guilt and shame, even of like, um, and, and feeling of, of betrayal towards themselves that they allowed things to go on for so long. Like, how did I not see? How did I not know when there's so many other choices out there? So what I always say to people is this, <clears throat> you know, most people believe that there is some source of energy more powerful than us, whether you call it God or divine or source or, you know, whoever, whatever you call it, most people believe that. But even if you don't, um, what was I going to say? Um, if, if, if you believe in anything at all, like God, for example, 
you know, the divine energy is unconditional love. So God has no judgment for whatever you've done or not done. There is no judgment. There is no criticism. It's important to understand that everything you've done, every experience you've had was a teaching. Mm -hmm. The experience was to teach you something. Now, you may have flunked second grade a hundred times because you didn't get the teaching, but there's no criticism for that. Every experience that you had was a teaching. Everything had the opportunity to teach you something, right? And so instead of beating yourself up for whatever you've done, understand that whatever you have done was had taught you something that was really important for you, and it's time to go to the next grade. So get out of kindergarten and go to second grade. Get out of high school and go to college. Just move into a different energy of understanding that what you did was important for you to do for some reason, and it's now okay. You didn't do anything wrong. You're not going to burn in hell. You, you right. completed your lesson plan, and now it's time for a new lesson plan. That's it. And um, so you don't, yeah, I mean, people, and the other thing, Janet, is that people are so worried about being greedy or me, mm -hmm. me, me, when they're asking for help. You know, like I, I, I used to pray, but I found myself praying all the time, and I felt like I was taking God's awareness and attention away from somebody else because look at all these people with COVID. Look at all these people starving. They need it more than me. I, I'm not going to take away from them so I can pray. Well, that's another big fallacy, mm -hmm. you know, because um, we have the ability and the right to ask for as much as we ask for want to and as long as it's not winning the lottery or a tree falling down in your mother-in-law or you know a new right. yacht and a rolls royce i mean you know as long as it's realistic and i always say this too the beings that work with us are here only to help us that's their their job and the more they help us the more they ascend the more their vibration changes the more frequency ha they have and so they're thrilled when we ask them to help us. There's not a limit. There's not a boundary. There's not three wishes from the genie. There are unlimited coupons that you can redeem for help. Mm -hmm. As long as they're genuine help, you're helping the beings that are helping you. There's always an energy exchange. There's no greed. There's no selfishness. There's, they're there to help us. And just get over all that other bullshit and just know they're there to help us and ask and ask for things that are meaningful for you, not ridiculous, and know and trust and believe that if it is in your highest good, it will happen. So in your highest good means that you're not going to win the lottery. You're not going to, you know, get a billion-dollar record contract so you can squander your money and go bankrupt. It means that you have the right to be healthy. So if you ask for health, they will assist you in becoming healthy. Uh, if you want to better relationship with money or alcohol or whatever it is, whatever relationship change, you have the divine right to have that. And then deep inside you have it, but you've forgotten where it is. You've lost it somewhere inside you and they will help you find it if you ask, but they won't help you if you don't ask. And they're actually kind of bored if you don't ask because they're all hanging around waiting for you to ask. So give them something to do, <laughs> you know? 
You know, that's, I love that. You know, like even, even when I can't find my keys, I'll ask angels, guys, where did I put my keys? And the moment I say it out loud, I'll find it. Yeah. And, and, you know, and I even like, I used to speak to my children and I, you know, they used to, especially when they were younger and both of my kids are, are, they're the Claire's as well. They're very, um, they're both claircognizant and clairvoyant. And I remember my son, like I used to tell him, you know, you could speak to your angels and he's like, when he got to a certain age, he's like, oh, mom, you know, I don't believe in that anymore. And then later on, he, I remember hearing him, angels, guides, I'm going into the shower. You have to leave now. <laughs> he wanted his privacy. Yeah, but, sure. But, but it's something in which I think that when, um, when children are even taught at a very young age that you can have this intimate connection with your loved ones and knowing that you're always supported and you're never alone and to be guided into fate, into destiny, that there's no right or wrong, that there are just experiences, it really just are, you're able to exhale you know, the pressure of just of, of competition, the pressure of just even survival in the Western world, especially, it just drops and then you're able just to be authentic. So, yeah. Rob, this has been amazing. Thank can you I, can so I just say, much. I want to say one more thing. No, I forgot what it was. I, oh, I, know, it. I know what it is. Um, this is the one question I want you to ask your clients. Yeah. Because it'll get them. Do you believe in the parking angel? I do. <laughs> I mean, but if you ask people, how many people believe in the parking angel, you'll get a huge response, right? Yes. And, and then the next question is, does it work? And they're like, yeah. I'm like, oh. okay, so what's the difference asking for the parking angel and asking for the health angel or the happiness angel or the abundance angel? Same thing. The difference is, You've become, you've been enlightened to believe and trust that when you ask the parking angel for a parking place, you'll get it. You haven't learned how to believe that when you ask for perfect health, you'll receive it. So pretend like every, you know, everybody, every time you ask the angels like the parking angel, you know, it's going to happen. It's It's with that certainty. That certainty. That's certain. Watch this. Watch this. I know I'm going to get a place on Christmas Eve right next to the door. And by God, there it is. And it's legal. Legal. It's legal. Legal. You know, right. Exactly. Right, so what's the difference between that and right. I'm asking for perfect health right now? I think the difference is of what you said before, that they think it's greedy. It's greed where you're praying and you're taking it away but, from others. But right? you're greedy when you ask. You're not, you're not worried about greed when you want that parking place, do you? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, give me that parking place. I love that. It's, it's all about certainty. It's all about certainty. Oh, my God. That's incredible. Anyway, oh, on, on that note. <laughs> On that note, may you ask your parking angels, may you ask your health angels, and may... They're all the same. They're They're all the same. Amazing. Well, thank you for your divine time. Thank you for your great gifts. Thank you for your beautiful heart, and thank you for sharing this time with us. Anytime, love. Thank you. Namaste. Namaste. Wasn't that great? See, it doesn't matter how many years or how much time has gone by when it's the truth doesn't matter if this was recorded in 1857 or in 2000-2020, whenever. It's it's words that will elevate your heart, and whenever we're meant to hear something, we will. So 
For those of you that are tuning in for the first time, please do subscribe to this podcast, share it with a friend if it elevated your heart, made you smile, and reminded you that you have that beautiful spark inside, that you are always supported. So thank you again. And until next time, namaste. Namaste.